I'd like to welcome you to the Jed Hughes Podcast. Each episode will feature a unique leader and will delve into the qualities that inspire greatness, galvanize organizations, and teach the next generation of aspiring leaders. Jed ran the process that resulted in the hiring of Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Masai Uzuri. Now, according to Forbes, Jed is the most connected man in sports. Our guest today is not a household name. Dr. Don Renshus has a twin brother. And these two individuals use sports as their foundation for an incredible career that they've built. Don went to dental school, became an orthodontist, then taught at Pitt, then had an incredible illness that he'll discuss with us that he battled twice. He and his brother had the foresight to start orthodontic residence program. Highly educated, have used sports as a driver their entire life. Individuals like Don have really been the backbone of what's made our country outstanding. Individuals using sports building a career, and helping others. Our guest, Dr. Don Renshews. Welcome, friends. If you think about sports and how it influences an individual's life, our guest today has been able to use sports to propel himself to really an amazing career. Our guest is Dr. Don Renshews. Good morning. How are you, Don? Very good, Jed. Nice seeing you. Nice little drizzly day here in uh, Pennsylvania. But our um, conversation will liven things up for our audience. So talk about, you have a twin brother, uh, and, and you went to IUP playing sports. How did you get into sports, and how has sports helped shape who you are? I do have an identical twin brother. Jed will probably go into this later. He came in handy later on in my life. I guess we were uh, competitive, but also we always had someone to play sports with. I remember going in the backyard, catching ball, working on different things, and no one had a, a partner like I did to go through life and go through sports together. And I always remember if, if my brother Dan scored a touchdown, I was eager to score a touchdown just to compete with them. So it helped us always through life to do as well as we could. My father was a, not a sports addict, but he got us into sports. He loved sports, but he always told us sports and all that. And back in that day, a cup of coffee cost a dime. He said, a dime will get you a cup of coffee. Study, uh, go to the books, and uh, we took that to heart. So we, we aligned our sports uh, enthusiasm for our uh, desire to be educated, and we were the first ones to go to college in our family. So that was a motivation to be in athletics and also to get a really, really good education. 
So talk about it. I mean, you ended up not only getting uh, one advanced degree, but two. Uh, you decided to go into to dentistry. Talk about how that happened, how you picked your field, and why you got a, went out and got a PhD as well. I think when my brother went and decided on a college, we're always looking for a big body to put a competitive part. We were small individuals. We matured early and kind of dominated in the sports. We never grow, grew after that. So we went to a Division II college in education, and we wanted to be football coaches or at least baseball coaches. Then one of the uh, football players who was a math major got into dental school. And we said, wow. And, and we liked health, but we didn't want to be physicians. But dentistry, I never really thought about that. But it seems like in our day, a lot of kids now say, well, I don't think I'd like that. I don't think I'd like that. In our day, it was try to get us above what our parents did. It wasn't whether we liked it or not, but we liked health and we were, in, we were biology majors. So we applied to uh, dental school and it seemed like it was a little bit of better opportunity than education, but as Jed will go through, we never didn't use our education degree. We used that through our whole career as we had a career as orthodontist and also, we were educators, orthodontic educators as well. So uh, we went from a bachelor's of science and education as our initial de degree, and then, then getting a couple master's degrees and a dental degree, uh, we ended up getting a PhD in higher education. Not only were you running your practice, you also taught at Pitt. So talk a little bit about you know, your teaching. I mean, the fact you were an educator. Uh, and you write papers, yet you still uh, do sports. I mean, you're always, you're active. I would probably say if there's frustrated athletes, it's my brother and I. He's a uh, seventh or eighth degree black belt in karate, and we both have uh, uh, teaching certificates for professional tennis. We're not professional players, but professional teachers. USPTA and PTR. And uh, I got a certification in pickleball also. So now I play tennis, pickleball, some golf, some golf with Jed. But we're competitive. We're 75 years old, but we're still competitive in, in our group. So we've always aligned ourselves with sports. And the lessons I learned uh, from sports carried out through my whole, whole career, uh, just uh, tenacity, just working hard for something, I could couldn't have got as far as I I am without sports. Sports was my my guide. You had a life altering event that almost cost you your life several times. Talk about that. How you recovered from it? I mean, it, it was remarkable what you had to deal with and how you've come back with such a positive attitude. Well, when I was uh, 52 years age and terrific health, playing sports, playing competitive tennis. Uh, and I coached uh, high school tennis. I coached my son's uh, soccer, baseball, football, basketball. So you were active. Very active. I was diagnosed with stage 4B 
uh, mantle cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. What's that? Explain to the audience what that is. It's a blood disorder, almost like leukemia. Not all the lymphomas are that. Some are more organ-related. The Hodgkin's lymphoma is what Mario Lemieux had, and it's a little bit more treatable. The non-Hodgkin's lymphomas, there's a wide range of them, but what I had wasn't as treatable then. Now, now there's a lot of treatments for it they didn't have then. So I ended up uh, with chemotherapy, and then I had a stem cell or bone marrow tran transplant from my twin brother gave me the cells, so we were identical match. I always thought, I, I told everyone, and I thought about the quote that Vince Lombardi told his players, and remember Lombardi came from Army. He coached on, uh, under Red Blanket's assistant coach. And the army motto is, I am wounded, but not slain. I will lie here and bleed a while, and then I will get up and fight again. So a lot of times in the hospital, I didn't feel like getting up, but I got up with my pole, and I walked around every day. They called me the road runner. And uh, without that discipline from sports and everything, that motivation to get well, uh, but it wasn't through my own effort. I praise God. It, it healed me. That motivation I had to do that, God lead me, led me into that direction to give me the, the motivation to do what I had to do to get well. So prayer uh, of myself and everyone else, I credit for for my healing. And uh, and then uh, 11 years later, I came, came down with uh, the same lymphoma again. And uh, total, I'm 21 years out from both of the uh, uh, lymphomas and uh, two stem cell transplants. But I was able to work through all that and uh, have done a lot of what some people would think incredible things, knowing that I had uh, two bone marrow transplants. So, and Don, the other thing, just talking about accomplishments, Seton Hill is a school uh, in Greensboro, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, they have a, you and your brother decide you're going to start a, a dental school. So talk about that. I mean, that, that, where did that idea come from? And you, it's been amazing. It was an orthodontic residency program. And orthodontists put braces on teeth, straightened teeth. And uh, uh, we had the background to be able to do that. We were board certified, had uh, 100 and 40 publications, wrote a couple books. So from our background of teaching at Pitt, we had all the qualifications to start an orthodontic program. There's only several programs in the country that uh, don't align themselves with a dental school. We had no dental school there. Seton Hill did have an osteopathic school. So we started it without a dental school, which is a little bit more difficult. And my daughter, Dara, is an orthodontist, and she went to one of the other programs that had an orthodontic residency program without a dental school. So that helped with the motivation. And knowing that Seton Hill was being progressive, they had a visit, uh, physician's assistant program. They got an ortho, uh, osteopathic medicine school there, we thought. And it was our hometown. 
I went to Catholic school. I was taught by the Sisters of Charity. Um, so I thought it would be a, a good mix to do something in my hometown um, uh, to get an orthodontic program. And prior to that, my brother and I worked at Westmoreland Hospital. We were the only uh, hospital or the only program that was accepting uh, medical assistant dental patients, orthodontic patients. They closed that down because they wanted to have more space for a heart program. So all those kids that were retreating had no place to go. So that was another motivation to start this uh, orthodontic residency program. When you started it, uh, how many initial students did you have? We took six what we called uh, orthodontic residents and two interns. Now they have eight residents and two interns. And it's for a 30-month program. We also got it to the point that they also got our certificate in advanced education in orthodontics, but they also got a MS degree as well. And only about half of the orthodontic programs get that uh, MS degree also. So, I mean, those accomplishments in terms of the sports, the education, uh, what you've been able to battle personally with illness, your accomplishments... You know, you were talking earlier, am I worthy to be, you know, a guest? Absolutely. I mean, what, you, what you've done and what you've built, the people you've believed in and what you've accomplished is amazing. So uh, you, you and I have been friends ever since we met in the tennis tournament when I first came with the Steelers. So it's been a, a, a true respect that I have for you in terms of the things you've gone through and your competitiveness. So I appreciate you joining us today and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. And uh, Jed and I go back. We we were uh, the same age. And then when I met Jed, we were playing competitive tennis. And I like Jed because uh, he also has a PhD in higher education. And I say to Jed, I only went to a little school. Your master's degree was from Stanford and your PhD was from Michigan. And I, my, my PhD was from Pitt, but my undergraduate was from a division two school. Jed's my idol. I said, I wish I knew as many people and sports figures as you do. And every time after his podcast, I said, how do you know all these people? But he does. Well, again, thanks for uh, sharing your journey. And we wish you good health, and I look forward to seeing you in the near future. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jed.